Good morning. All right. And uh, everyone who's streaming online, good morning to you as well. Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, feedback is so very important, and I know some of you have been giving us some feedback as we are, this is our first time back at 1030 with the new live stream system. And uh, it's not always going to be perfect, but if you could just let us know how things go and we will make the corrections. But I just want to thank Pastor Josh and his team of putting it all together and making it work. And uh, it is exciting that we are at this part, at this place where we are able to bring it all back together again and worship all together. Uh, so again, great to have you apart. And again, welcome to everyone who's here in the house with us this morning. Um, we just are uh, so blessed to have you here and blessed to have you worship uh, together and be a part uh, of our, our Sunday morning gatherings. So today, we're continuing on with our series called Get, uh, Get Rhythm, and uh, we are on week three, and uh, last week we talked about abiding in Christ, and uh, what we were talking about is how Jesus wants us to be fully engaged with him. He wants us to be fully engaged in a relationship with him uh, on a regular basis. And I mentioned that the depth of our abiding will determine the steadiness of our spiritual rhythm in life. You know, if we're not going deep enough, then we're not going to get exactly what Christ wants us to get out of that relationship with him. My question I have is, how have you been abiding this week? How, how has that been going? Uh, you don't have to answer that out loud. You can just uh, think about that on your own time and think about that now. But um, uh, what are some ways that you are abiding in Christ? It's important that we evaluate those moments, isn't it? It's important that we evaluate that in, uh, because, again, if we don't evaluate, we don't really know how well you're doing when it comes to that area of your life. What are some habits that you've discovered that maybe... Uh, are preventing you from abiding? What are some habits maybe that you've started or are starting to get a, a better way to abide in Jesus uh, this morning? This, this morning's title and message is titled, uh, What Are You Searching For? What are you searching for? As we continue to look into the spiritual rhythms of our lives, we're going to look a little deeper into what we're called to seek out. Christ calls us to seek something out. And we're going to go into that uh, today. The past couple of weeks, we've been talking about intimacy with Christ, intimacy with him, diving into the truth that Christ wants us to, to know and, and wants us to center our lives around him. In, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he, and he will show you which path to take. Many of us know Jesus, right? If we've called on him, if we've uh, uh, made him the savior of our lives, we know Jesus. And we recognize him as the king of our lives. We recognize him as our king, as our savior. Christians all over the globe who call on his name, know him as their king, know them as, as the savior of their lives. But, but, but far too often, there's, there's some out there who will, will know Christ as their king, and, 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 but that's as deep as it goes. 
They recognize him as king, and they, they, they know enough that he loves them back, but they actually don't recognize the kingdom of the king. They don't recognize the kingdom, and, and there's where our problems arise. Far too often we'll say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I know you love me, but we don't know what the kingdom is doing. We don't know what Christ is doing or wants us to do. And here's another truth. In fact, there's, there's a few people, there's, there's some people out there who don't know the king, but actually are closer to the kingdom than some who do know the king. Some people out there who know, because here's the thing, they're longing for something more. They're longing for something different. They're longing um, for, for this, this change. And they're after something, and they don't recognize what it is they're after, but the things that they're after are more like the kingdom than they realize. They're after things such as, um, uh, such as a, a change in life. And, and they know that there's more to life than, than just going to the grocery store to stock up the fridge and cupboards for their four teenagers. You know, they know there's more to life than going to work and, and getting the job done and going home. There's, they know there's more to life than pain and separation and anxiety. There's no, they know there's more to life than just what their daily routines tell them. They want to experience joy. They want to be hopeful. They, they, they want to be hopeful that this current way of life isn't going to be the, the, uh, always, but it's going to change for the better. They want to know uh, peace instead of anxiety and worry. They want to know what, what love, true love, is. They are more kingdom-bound than some of us who claim to know the king. And so, so we got to look at ourselves and look at our lives and understand what Jesus means when he tells us to seek the kingdom of God. And we need to understand what that means for us. And we need to look at what it is that we call important things in life. What is most important in our lives? And if you want to make it more personal, say to yourself, what is more important? What is the most important thing in my life? What's important in my life? We're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. As Jesus preaches the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, in chapters 5 to 7, he, he brings um, some of these, these new radical ideas to the people of the time. They, were, they operated and lived a certain way. They followed certain routines. They practiced certain, certain things and, and participated in certain practices. And then Jesus comes in and tosses a thought grenade into their way of thinking and challenges them to, to change what they do and to look at life in a different lens. Today, as we look at this, at this part of Scripture, I want us to go a little bit deeper. I want us to, uh, to be challenged. I want us to look at what it is that Jesus is saying in these verses, particularly in the part where he, where he addresses the kingdom of God. And so as, as followers of Christ, we should be fascinated with the kingdom. The kingdom is something that Jesus spoke on regularly. Read the Gospels. You'll notice he brings it up over and over and over again. The kingdom is at hand. He says that it's at hand and as we, as we repent 
and believe. He said that the kingdom has come upon us. The keys of the kingdom will be given. The kingdom is, is for the poor in spirit. To enter the kingdom, we need to be born of water and spirit. The secrets of the kingdom has been made known to the believers. And we can go on and on and on as, as he just talks over and over and over again about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And so he draws, he draws attention onto the kingdom throughout his ministry. The problems that we arrive, that, that arise is that our, our focus has become less focused on the kingdom and more focused elsewhere on other things. And when our focus is shifted off the kingdom, when it's focused off of, uh, off of uh, the kingdom of the king, the king that we serve, then things become a little less stabilized for us. Things become a little less uh, uh, focused or we lose, we lose our rhythm. And so my main focus this morning for us is that to maintain a healthy spiritual rhythm, we need to understand that what we seek in life is not important as what we should seek first. And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to read through the verses of, uh, of, of Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. And then we're going to, uh, we're going to unpack it a little bit and we're going to look into uh, what Jesus means when he says all this. He says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food or your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't, need, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Worriers out there, how many times do you worry about things? Right? Turning your stomach into Swiss cheese? Because all you do is worry. You know, we all, we all have our things, right? We all have our things that we worry about more than others, and some of us hide it better than others. But can you add a moment to your life? And why worry about cl your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all the glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares wonderfully for uh, wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What shall we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but the Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously so that he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Heavenly Father, this morning as we continue on through these verses, as we look at Look at seeking the kingdom of God, Lord God. I pray that you would bring um, truth to our eyes and into our hearts, Lord God, that you will speak to our core, Lord, that you will pull out things and you will reveal things in our lives, areas where we need to make changes, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Jesus states in Matthew chapter, uh, verse 33, that we should seek the kingdom of God above all else. 
Seek him above all else. Now think about this for a moment. In what ways does the kingdom affect your life? Our lives. Jesus, Jesus calls us to seek the kingdom above all else, above all things. He's telling us not to worry about food and about clothing and about material things. He's telling us to seek the kingdom first. And, and, and when we do that, shouldn't there be some kind of effect on our lives? When we start shifting our thought, when we start, start shifting the way we think about things and what we're focusing on, I would imagine there would be some kind of change, wouldn't there? Yeah, there would be. There was, there's going to be some kind of change. And, and, and there's going to be an effect on our lives when we shift from focusing on the things that we deem important to focusing on the, th- the matters that Christ calls us to focus on. See, when we, when we, we all place things uh, that are important in our lives, right? We, we place the important tag on things. And they could be categorized into three different areas, three different things. I like to call them the three Ps, right? Who can take a guess of the, uh, of the uh, different areas or different categories that we place important things in our lives? Take a guess. What are some categories? People. Possessions. Looking for one more? Performance. You got the first two. Good job. People, possessions, and performance. In the people category, this is where we place our relationships. This is where our relationships are placed, whether it's a family, friends, coworkers, but also not only are we placing our, 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 um, our, our relationships in this category, we're also placing in the way we appear or what people think about us, right? How much time is wasted? How much time do we waste on wondering or worrying what people think about us, right? Way too much. And I'm sure we've all been there. I'm sure we're probably, some of us might even still be there at times. I know sometimes I do. I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll admit that. And the second category of importance is possessions. And this is where we place everything that we own, everything that we have. That's where, th- that's where all this goes. We, we place numerical value to it. Like uh, this is where uh, the, the number of things we have or the number of possessions or the size of our bank account, those different things. Um, this is the material area. And the third category is, in, is, import, is performance. And this area of, of importance in our lives is, is what we do and how well we do it. We place high value and high importance on the abilities that we have. And some people, um, you know, believers and non-believers alike, um, their gifts and their abilities will actually determine who they are and actually is how they place their value. This is who I am. What I do is who I am. And this is, this is where the challenge, this is where the challenge is. It's too easy to place any of these things at the front of our lives, uh, uh, the, the, the most important thing. 
And, and, and I, I think for a lot of us, if we look at these, these categories, the people, possessions, performance, a lot of us probably very quickly to, to say that the most important thing in our lives is our families. You know, we, we, we do, we, 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 we place high importance um, with our families. You know, we think about um, how are we going to provide? How are we going to make sure that, uh, that, that we have enough to eat, that we have enough clothes to wear, that we have the shelter, that we have transportation, that, that we're taking care of very well. Like we, this, this is something that's important. And sometimes if we're not careful, it's the thing we focus on the most, especially when troubles arise. When, 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 that, when that income that we were relying on is no longer there, now the importance of taking care of our family takes precedent over everything else. And so if we're not careful, we start to do what Jesus warns us not to do. We start worrying about those things. We start focusing on the food, the shelter, the clothes, the vehicle, schooling, all that kind of stuff. We start worrying about those things. And how, is this, how are we going to take care of our, ourselves and our family? But we need to change the lenses that we're wearing. The lenses that we typically wear place importance, the, the importance tag on things that Jesus is telling us that, that shouldn't be the first, first thing uh, that we should be seeking. It's not the first thing that we should be seeking. A lot of times what we're doing is we're seeking what's first that should be last instead of what's last that should be first. Seeking the kingdom. And so here's, here's what I, I'm talking about as we look at a, a couple of these, we look at these categories a little more deeper. And, uh, and then I'll close with a, with, a, with a story here. But the people category, think about that for a moment. When we seek the kingdom of God and filter our relationships through that lens you realize that, that the most important relationship that we have is our relationship with Christ. That is the most rela- important relationship. And that doesn't mean that our families and our friends are not important. They're important. And we should think about them. We should be caring for them and praying for them. But here's the problem. They should never take precedent over our relationship with Christ. Because when we ne- neglect our relationship with Christ, that's where we start to have problems and things start to break down. When we start putting our, our importance in the sustainer, in the, in the one who saves us, the one who sustains us, loves us, cares for us, that's going to uh, bleed into the rest of our relationships and bring the health of those relationships up. If our relationship with Christ is healthy, so is everything else. Right? And so we need to look at that. We need to focus that. And we cannot lose touch and lose focus on that. When we focus on and seek, that, the, seek the kingdom of God, seek the importance of having Christ, the most important relationship. Because here's the thing. Christ will never fail us. Relationships will. Right? Now, we can have friendships and family. Sometimes those friendships, they move away. And then we lose touch. You know, no matter how great our, 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 our um, technology can be, there's times that you lose touch with people and those relationships fade. And, 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 and then there's the, 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 this life, it's, it, it's fragile, it's feeble. And people pass away and they pass on. And hopefully we'll get to see them again when we meet the Lord. But those relationships fail. But guess what? Christ will never move away. 
Christ will never lose touch with us. And you know what? He tried the death thing once. It didn't stick. So, you know, he's living with us today. And he will never die and, and leave us. And he's always with us. He walks with us. He talks with us. The Lord will not reject his people. He will not abandon his special possession. Praise God. Speaking of possessions, we look at the possession category. And it's important to know that when you seek the kingdom, you begin to realize that there are things that are more important than the things that we collect and build up here on earth. Again, looking back at Matthew 25, where it tells us, he says, don't worry. Don't worry about the everyday life. Don't worry about those things. Don't worry about the things that will fade away. Look, he's taking care of the birds and the animals. His knees going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. Instead of becoming anxious and worry about the things we don't have, or the things or the little that we do have, start rejoicing with Christ of the things that he's given us, the things that he is, the things that, that we have in him. There's nothing, nothing that brings more peace than knowing what we possess in Christ. No matter what the circumstance we find in, his abundance is always available. It doesn't always come the way we think, but it's there. Apostle Paul addresses this in his second letter to the Corinthian church. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. And so when we look at the, the next performance or the, the next um, category, the performance category, this one, um, this one can be tough because we, we, we do put a lot of importance in what we do, don't we? When we seek the kingdom... With it, when we put on that lens and we look at the performance, what is filtered out and what is left is understanding that that it's it's the, that with God it's it's not it's not the importance of how well we do or what we do. It's just being who we are in Christ. That's where the importance is. Now, what we do doesn't mean that what we do isn't important. God gave us gifts for a reason, right? But don't place all your importance, your identity on what you do. Because what happens when what you do is gone? What happens when you can't do what you do anymore? Your identity's gone. If we put our identity in everything we do, and then that's taken away, what do we have left? We've completely destroyed ourselves. Because we put our identity solely in that. But don't put your identity in that. Put your identity in Christ. Look at what David says in Psalm 51. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I, would give, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. God wants us to seek his kingdom. And far too often, the things we think are more important in life are not. 
And then we fail to truly see the important things that matter. God wants to seek in life these things that truly matter. The things that truly matter in life. So as I close, I want to, I want to leave a story, a story I read as it looks at um, the kingdom and, and, and the things that we seek. Because we could, and especially in this particular place or this story, this, this individual could have gone a completely different way and could have sought after the material things and, and things that we tend to think are important. But it's a story I read in a book. It's actually based off of a podcast of, of, uh, of someone. Her name is Ellie Lee. And she was talking about the wisdom of her father, uh, Ming. And Ming was a Chinese um, immigrant who, who, who came to America and um, he uh, started a business and was successful in this business as he uh, started up a, a store, a grocery store. And what he would do is that he would he would provide help for other immigrants like himself, and um, he would actually charge them their groceries and their supplies and stuff just a little over cost. So he wasn't really making a whole lot of money off of them, but but he was successful. And and um, you know, one day there was a, a, a nine-year-old boy who walked into his store, and this boy was uh, uh, shoplifting. He was taking things, and, and Ming noticed it and saw this and, and started following him around. And um, Ming didn't, didn't notice him and uh, didn't realize that the owner was, was around. And, and so, you know, thinking he wasn't being watched, he continued to, to shoplift and continued to collect for himself. And, and then when he was done and he collected what he needed, he sat in the middle of the aisle and started gorging himself, started eating. Everything he took, he started eating, and he was eating it quickly. And so Ming watched this, and, and he waited till he noticed the, the boy looked like he was done. And he had asked him, he says, are you full? And the boy said, almost. And he goes, well, um, where are your parents? And the boy answered, well, they're at work. And Ming says, well, then why, why aren't you at home? What are you doing here? And he had said, uh, there's no food at home, and I'm really hungry. And so Ming could have taken this in, in, in a couple of different ways. He could have hammered this kid hard. He could have put the fear of God in him. And in one way, he kind of did. But he, 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 could have, he could have just hammered him hard for this and, and punished him and called the parents and just attacked him for this. But here's how he responded. He says, he says, my friend, I own this store. You have just stolen from me. And that's not a good thing. I don't want you to do that again, okay? The boy was a little frightened, but nodded in agreement. And he says, what I am asking is this. Whenever you're hungry, you come right in here and tell me. I will make sure that you have enough to eat. And for years, this boy had enough to eat. Now think about this example for an example for, for a moment. What a, what a great display of the kingdom. Whereas this boy, he wasn't, he wasn't rewarded for what he did wrong, but he was, but the man could have pounded him and he, he did. He, he, he told him, he says, look, I don't want you to ever do that again. But listen, if you ever need something again, don't steal from me. 
or come to me and I'll help you. Isn't that how our Father acts? Isn't, isn't that such a, a, a great display of how our Father is? Come to us. Come to me. If you're hungry, if you're weary, if you need something, I am here for you. But you got to seek me. Seek out my kingdom because I will sustain you. Nothing else will. What display of the kingdom. And so I want us to think about our lives for a second. Close your eyes as we get ready to close. What are you seeking today? What is it that you're seeking? Are you placing importance on, 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 on things that can waste away? Are you placing the importance tag on, on relationships, on possessions, on your performance? Are you placing that above Christ? Are you placing that above the king and his kingdom? Where, where are you placing your importance? Are you placing importance on relationships on more than relationship with Christ? How are you measuring it? Sometimes we place more importance on other relationships than when it comes to the end of the day, we have no more time left for God. And that's a shame. What are we seeking first? Are we placing success over seeking the kingdom? We could do this all the time. Even leaders place success on things that God doesn't really actually consider success. We can place importance on success, on numbers, on performance, on results. What are you placing on uh, what are you placing your importance on? Maybe social injustices? What are we seeking? Because God's really challenging us today to really start seeking something bigger, something grander, something more sustainable. He wants us to seek things, something that will never fail, something that will never fade away. These earthly kingdoms, we've seen it, can crumble and fall apart just like that. But God's kingdom will never fail, will never crumble, will never fade away, and he will never abandon us. So I want you to think about it today. When you go home, when you go to uh, uh, go about your day, when you have your devotional time with the Lord, Really think hard and ask God and how you can make changes. How can you change the lens and see things differently? Now, again, this doesn't give you a, a, a green light to start abandoning responsibilities, abandoning relationships. It's not, that's not what it's about. But it's seeking Christ first. And when we place him at the center of our lives, in the, in, in the center of everything we do, everything else will just continue to grow and flourish. Doesn't mean we won't have troubles. Doesn't mean we won't have challenging times. But it's Christ who will sustain us through all those things. So, Lord, I just pray today as we continue and as we get ready to go, Lord, that we will um, 
we will just see what's important, Lord God. Because our thing is, there's so many different things that will that we place importance on that can just fade away. Our resources, our our, our finances, our relationships, our abilities, those could all disappear just like that. But you, Lord God, are the ultimate sustainer. You, Lord God, uh, uh, you're the one who will never, never crumble, never fall. Your kingdom will, will, will be there. It was there yesterday, today, and tomorrow, Lord God. And Jesus, that's what you're calling us to seek out, and that's what I encourage all of us to do today, to, to seek out what's important. So, Lord God, I pray you bless us as we leave, Lord. I pray you bless our givings, Lord, as we get ready to, to just uh, give back to you what you've given us so freely, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that we get a chance to worship you with our, with our words, with our mouths. Worship you with our actions and our gifts. And worship you with our, with our, our treasures, Lord God. God, I just pray you bless us and strengthen us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Again, remember, Nova, thank you. <laughs> we just uh, want to remind you that we're not passing the plates around, but there's a box back there. If you have an envelope, uh, you can place it back there. Again, we thank you for your generosity. We thank you for your love and your, 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 and your patience with us as we are continuing to bring us all back together again and, and streaming online. Uh, you can give through the, uh, the PayPal or uh, through uh, online e-transfer. So God bless you all. Have a great day. Stay hydrated because it is a doozy out there, all right? God bless you.